If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're looking for something fun to do with your family, you have to go to Pins. Pins Bowling Alley in Studio City has 32 lanes of fun for your entire family or group or maybe even event. We had the pleasure of going there this weekend with some friends and we had a great time. It was so much fun. Oh my God, amazing. They had the bowling, they had the video games, uh, some delicious food. It was just, yeah, it was great. Ice cream. Yes. Yo, the and ice cream, pastries and cookies. There's like a whole sweet bar, especially for kids. It's like an <laughs> ice cream bar, yes. So they have a new shop called Meltdown. It's an ice cream shop inside there. Beautifully renovated restaurant. It used to be Jerry's Deli, but now it mm -hmm. is this gorgeous restaurant inside pins with a new menu, updated menu. They're also going to launch a brunch in the coming weeks. Um, and we got a sneak preview of one of the amazing like drinks. I would almost call it like a meal. It's one of those specialty oh, yeah. drink that drinks that comes with like food and stuff in it. So I know it sounds crazy, but I'm going to show you guys over on my social media, my Instagram. You have to check it out. Pins in Studio City. Thank you so much uh, for inviting us to come and check it out. We cannot wait to go back. And if you guys want more information about Pins, head on over to Pins, that's P-I-N-Z-L-A dot com. Welcome to the Brooker Family Podcast. I'm Heather. I'm Chris. And I'm Channing. This is a weekly pop culture and entertainment show for parents and kids. And we have a lot to talk about today. Like a lot of passionate a lot, lot. things that we want to dive into. So um, first of all, really quick, how's everyone's weekend? It's good. Good long weekend. Good. Very chill. We went to Pins with some friends, which was nice. So much fun. That totally rhymed. Pins with friends. Pins with friends. And who did you hang out with? My friend Charlie. Yes, who is also a very talented little actress. Yes. They have the sweetest friendship. They're so cute together. Mm -hmm. So it's always nice to go and do things together um, in sure. LA. With and, and we got to talk to grownups, and that's always nice, yeah, too. Yeah, it's always nice <laughs> to talk to grownups. We love, we love Charlie's parents, too. Yeah. Um, and then we just, um, like, hung out. It was a very relaxing weekend. We did hang out. We went and saw a movie. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, Channing has the hiccups right now. So yeah, so you, if you hear a little hiccup, that's from me. It's from Chan. <laughs> She's fighting it. We're fighting through it, though. But that's okay. Um, let's dive right into what's popping, because we have a lot to talk about. First of all, the succession finale. Um, it was a doozy. This is one of those grown-up shows. We've talked about it before. I'm not going to. It's not for you. Yeah. Too many swears, inappropriate. But really quickly, my I'm dad, okay with swears. I know you're okay with swears. Daddy and I uh, loved it. We love swears. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's what you just said. We love swears. Um, no, but we, I loved it. I mean, mm -hmm. I thought, I thought, uh, oh, spoilers. We're going to talk a little bit about a spoiler here. So if you haven't seen the Succession series finale yet, skip ahead uh, a couple of minutes and um, you should be good to go. Yeah. Do that in now. So, um, I think them choosing to go the route that they did with Tom being the CEO was oh, sure. really one of the only ways they could go. I know some people thought they're going to give it to Greg, which would be absolutely just bonkers. Yeah. And then some people um, were either Team Shiv, Shiv or Team Kindle. Nobody, would, I don't think, was Team Roman. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I can't see that. What I what I liked is everyone got, I think, what they deserved. I, I think I think everyone got what they deserved in it. I think I think I think uh, 
uh, Roman got what he deserved. He got out. You know, Shiv still retained some power. Uh-huh. Ken got what he deserved. No one wanted to see him in power at all. So, so like, everyone got what they deserved, and it would, ended up being, after a little reflection on it, ended up being a very satisfying ending. I think so. I think so. Didn't you liken it to like them giving us Bran in Game of Thrones? A little bit. A little bit. But it a wasn't... A little bit of a cop-out, but... A little bit, but it wasn't so left field. Like, I truly didn't anticipate Bran being in contention in Nobody Game of Thrones. Nobody thought Bran should have been. At least Tom, though. Tom, yeah. we all knew, okay, it's possible. Makes sense. It, it could end up that way. And Greg still is is Greg. <laughs> still latched, Greg is Greg. He's still latched to Tom, you know, for the rest of his life, apparently. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so huge congrats to uh, HBO or Max now, as it's called. The Max. Uh, the Max. Yeah. And um, I think it's just called Max. I don't think it's The Max. But uh, it was really the best outcome, I think, for everything that they could possibly have done. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Everyone got what they deserved. Okay, we have to talk about the next biggest and most exciting thing that we've all been talking about this last week is we were invited to an early screening of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It was so amazing. It was so amazing. What did you like about it? Um, The graphics and the animation. The animation was the coolest. Mm-hmm. Every scene was, a, like almost every scene, every universe had a different kind of style of animation and it was very cool it felt like a different panel of of comic books in each you know like a different style of like you said animation and and what you might find in a in a comic book like the story was was beautiful it was heartfelt they literally took their time to build miles's world gwen's world um let us see inside of who they are and what makes them the way they are. The best way to do that was through his parents, through yep. Miles' parents, and through her dad as well. Who was a character in the, He wasn't a character in the last one. Yes. And they, and they, they built the, the, world, the universe out more by doing that. Yes. So I, we're definitely <clears throat> not going to give away spoilers here um, for this movie because I think it is just going to be a juggernaut at the box office when it opens. This is a cartoon for people who don't like cartoons. I think. Okay. I think, you know, a lot of people don't like animated movies. You know, I don't want to like animated movies. It's not real cinema or whatever. This is a real, like, you can't deny it. This is just a great, great movie. The story was great. Did you like it better than the first one? Um, no, I liked them both. Oh, you liked them both about the same. Okay. Okay. Um, I loved also the music. Yeah. If, if there's something about a great soundtrack that really rounds out a movie more for me. Like, it can either be something that's subtle and kind of in the background where you don't notice it, or it's, like, in your face, and it pulls together the story. And I feel like that's what they've done here. I feel like that's what James Gunn does with Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. And I feel like that's what they did here. Um, Lord and Miller were at the screening that we went to. Oh, yeah. And we're so excited to have this audience, the first audience in the world to see this movie. And we were they so were lucky. like, yeah. yeah, they were like, we're so thrilled for you guys to see it. We can't wait to hear what you think. Um, so we were very lucky to get to go and do that and see them and meet them. And uh, they were just smiling from ear to ear afterwards. So the, I think the music was like a character in and of itself. Yes. I thought, yeah, so good. Yeah. And it feels like that was intentional mm-hmm. as well. Um, I, I, I also love that they built up to this beautiful, I don't want to say, I almost (laughs) said, I almost, I almost went too far and I'm like, ah, I think in the coming weeks, we, once it comes out, we can dissect it maybe a little bit more, but I think for now, 
we just want to say, like, you know, it's good. Everybody's going to go see it. I personally think that a film like this could be an Oscar contention and I should definitely. be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I will never understood why com- understand why comic book movies are not considered to be Academy Award nominated or winning films. Like aside from like this may go into the um, best animated feature category, which is a shame because I think it truly is. It is a great movie overall. Yes. Outside of the animation, that's it what is I mean. It's movie. it's it's a great yeah movie. So what else did you like about it? Sorry. <laughs> Hiccups. Um. I mostly just like the animation and the casting was really well done too. Yeah, what else? Um, that's all I can think of. Yeah. The action was really good. Mm-hmm. Yes. All the characters, all the different, well, <laughs> once again, I'm getting into spoiler territory. Well, there's a multiverse, know, okay? So let's just say that. People know that there's multiple Spider-Mans yes, in it. Yes, Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man, Spider-Lady, Spider-People. <laughs> yeah, we want to be correct. Um, because th- that's in the trailer. Like yep. you see... All of that. Um, I keep getting messages because I shared about um, uh, initial thoughts on TikTok and it blew up and went viral. And I'm getting all these messages from people that are like, is this Spider-Man in it? Is this Spider-Man in it? Is this one in it? And I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, a lot of them went by so fast. So fast. You have to rewatch it. I and mean, the, yeah, it, it goes by. Yeah, and you have to pause so. at certain points. Exactly. You have to pause it at certain points to, you know, it. it that they have, that they've got like comic book captions you know in, in in some of the frames and stuff and they go by so quick i can't wait to watch it at home so i can you pause know it. pause it and rewind it and pause it and do all that nerd stuff because yeah. the in the movie theater they just play it they don't pause it or anything yeah plus the ads there's ad- the ads the ads when they first start oh the previews oh Pre- yes that is the boring ads. but they didn't do that in our screening though there was no ad. yeah yeah but like for people who are going to watch yeah, it in the movie yeah well, um, so highly recommend uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse opens on June 2nd. Yep. Definitely go and check it out. Um, huge thanks to Sony for inviting us to this very special screening. Uh, we really appreciate that. And see it with a crowd. The yeah. crowd that we saw it with were yeah, obvious fans. Yeah, see it by themselves in the theater. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> you know, if it's in a crowded theater with a bunch of people that are into it and stuff like that, that was the best way because you right. could feel the crowd's energy as they right. were watching the movie. So good. All right, so let's talk about the other movie that we saw recently. Oh, yes. That we feel somewhat divided on, I think, um, was Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid remake. Yep. And, um, you know, Disney has had a history lately of doing these remakes. These live action. These live action remakes. Of Disney movies. Of Disney animated films. And some of them have, a lot of them, if not most of them, have not had a very good reception. People are kind of like why divided. Yeah. Uh, like, why did, why did you have to, like, not make this animated? The animated version was better. Right. And I think in some cases, yes, that's yeah, the true. For sure. That's also true. So let's talk about Little Mermaid, um, the 2023 version, guys. Yep. We <clears throat> updated uh, and everything. Uh, yeah. I did not love it, but I did not hate it. Like, I just felt like I was like, oh, okay. There wasn't anything that was particularly, like, mind-blowing. It, it was almost a, I don't want to say shot for shot retelling, but it was pretty close. Yeah. There were so many aspects of this live-action version that were exactly the same as the 1980s version of this film. And I just kept thinking, <clears throat> like, why didn't they do something different? They spent $250 million. That much. Yes, to retell the same story with nothing 
you know, like nothing new, nothing new. I mean, there was, you know, uh, some new elements, but I just think that they could have taken this story and expanded Ariel's world a little bit, introduced some new characters, introduced yeah. some new something, but everything is the same. Everything well, is the same. I like the characters. I like all the actors. I thought all the performances were good. I thought the casting was good. Ariel was great. Mm -hmm. I thought the guy who played Eric looked like Eric. Totally. He was, he, that is a Disney prince right sure. there. That's spot on Temples casting. Temples and all. <laughs> and he was good. He was, mm -hmm. he was a handsome guy. I could see him falling in love with Ariel and stuff like that. I just, uh, you know, like you said, I, I question why. You put all this money into CGI, because a lot of the scenes were underwater, of course. Yeah. So there's CGI, and you even mentioned wave pool, and mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff to that. They probably used a wave pool for the ship part where she was saving Eric. Oh, sure, probably. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and th and then a lot of CGI on top of that, computer-generated stuff. And if you're going to do all that, if you're going to put all that emphasis and all that work into CGI, why not just keep it animated? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, which is a great point. What, <clears throat> Bunny, what were you going to say? Hmm? What were you going to say? I was going to say. Oh, okay, you started <laughs> to say something. But okay, so yes, that is true. Like, it's essentially in another animated film. They clearly had a ton of special effects. Yeah. Ursula was almost entirely CGI. I mean, you had to, you know, to yeah, keep the story true. But again, it questions the, the point of it. It's like you just made another animated film. Um, and yes, it's nothing against the acting or the performances. They were great, mm -hmm. uh, including my nemesis, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, yes. <laughs> including my nemesis. Well, to be fair, all you saw was her face. The rest was all CGI. Yes. So. Um, still my nemesis. Still Doesn't your matter nemesis. what you see. Uh, but I just feel like it just wasn't necessary. Like, so many studios, and not just Disney, but all the studios are taking IP that they already have in their arsenal. Yep. And just um, reimagining it or whatever. They've been doing this for years. This is not new. They've just been sort of maybe sprinkling a few new things here and there. Yep. But um, it's it's they're not telling us new stories. No, they're it's a cash grab. They're, they want to cash in on the nostalgia that yeah. people have for these sure. movies. Yeah. You know, and the, the most recent one I, I read is they're remaking Lilo and Stitch. Lilo, Lilo and, Stitch. and Stitch. Oh, my God. You said Lilo and Stitch. We're going to get well, emails. Well, sorry. Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're remaking that. And that's a pretty reasonably yes. current one. Oh, I have one. At my and Moana. One at they're, they're remaking Moana a as a live action, action yeah. too. Which oh, sorry. Is yeah, one of my friends, she's obsessed with Stitch. So I think she's really excited for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's just it, is I think that people who've seen the animated version are going to be excited for the live action. Those are the people that are going to go see it. I posted about this on Instagram today, and I got an interesting mix of people. Some people were like, you're crazy. It's amazing. And I absolutely loved it. It's brilliant. It's genius. Whatever. Okay. And then other people were like, yeah, this just didn't seem, this didn't ring the same bell with me. Right. And it's because we've seen so, we've seen this movie. We know how the story ends. There's nothing in this that was new that made us, at least for me, I can't say for everybody, but there's nothing new in this story that I was like compelled by. Exactly. And if you're going to, as a family, drop 70, 80 bucks, however much movie tickets, you know, you, you spend on it's movie getting tickets up there, are, for sure. then you want to go see something that's new and refreshing and like unique. So yes. I don't know, at least for, at least for me. So little mermaid was just okay. It was, it was just okay. I, I walked out of there feeling, eh, yeah, it was just okay. And then I started thinking about it more and I'm leaning further South, you know, on my review. I also <laughs> just, so everybody, if you're thinking about spending the money, like I was saying, I would just wait until it comes out in a couple months 
uh, or a couple weeks in on Disney Plus because yeah. it'll be there very soon. That seems to be the mo now. Something hits the theaters a few weeks later, it's on whatever streaming platform. Very quickly, is owned by um, the studios. So. Talking about Disney remakes, uh, Disney live action remakes of classic animated films, let's talk about what are the five, the top five Disney live action remakes uh, according to our friends over at Rotten Tomatoes. Now, Rotten Tomatoes is like the critics uh, blogger review, close your jacket, what are you doing? Is the critics or blogger review uh, reviewed website where basically anybody and everybody with a website can log in and weigh in or yep. put their two cents in on something yeah. as if they are a credentialed critic. And they've got some clout, you know. You got their your Rotten Tomatoes score. I have no put no people, clout people in People follow. Tomatoes. I know you don't, but a lot of people no. do. I don't. I mean, listen, I understand why people like it, but I put absolutely no clout whatsoever in what people on Rotten Tomatoes are saying. It's the same way people put clout in with Siskel and Ebert back in the day. You know, it's, you know, just a couple guys with opinions, but people went to them for, you know, reviews and they sold tickets. If I want to go see a movie, I'm going to go see it because the story looks good or the acting looks good or it's a subject that I'm interested in. Yeah. Not because some randos on the internet, hello, myself included, are either recommending or not recommending it. Well, and that's the thing, too, is people can go on there and review bomb movies. It's happened. It's happening with Little Mermaid right now. It's being review bombed is all Is it, though? You just said it wasn't a good movie. Or are people being honest? Are they well, review bombing it? Well, no, before it came out, it was getting <laughs> review bombed. But those are people who've seen it. Yeah. I don't I don't think they're review bombing it. Well, I, from what I read, there yeah. are review bombs going on that's about possible. it. That's possible. For reasons other than it's not, not that good. great of a movie. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. All right, anyway, we're going to name the top five Disney live-action remakes. Uh, what do you guys think they are? Oh, goodness. I don't know many of the... Which Cinder- ones have you seen? C- Cinderella? That is one, okay. yeah. That Ooh. is number three. Good job. All right. I'm going to say Beauty and the Beast. Not in the top five. Not in the top five. Wow. According to Rotten Tomatoes as being a great live-action... Oh, a getting, great live-action, okay. Getting, uh, getting top... Marks from the tomato meter people. Sleeping Beauty? Nope. Okay. How about Aladdin? Nope. Give me a hint. Uh, Look for the bare necessities. Jungle Book. Yes. Jungle Book was Jungle Book is number one. Number one. It has 94%. You know, that was a Jon Favreau movie. I, I heard it was pretty good, actually. We need to revisit it. Okay. Jon Favreau directed it. Okay, and then uh, Channing got Cinderella. Then we've got a couple more. Uh, there's oh. also um, the original Jungle Book from 1994. It has an 80%. So that movie, apparently, is both iterations oh, okay. are doing really well. Oh, that's a good story. One? No. Oh. <clears throat> one that we've seen sort of recently starring Emma Stone. I don't know who that is. No offense. Cruella. Oh, oh, Cruella. Oh, okay. Yeah, one. That one has a 75 See, I don't consider that a live-action remake, though. Well, that's just a sequel to 101 Dalmatians or 102 Dalmatians. They're calling or, it an uh, origin story. Uh, oh, yeah, it kind of is. It is an origin story of Cruella, but it's... Uh, never mind. I've got my own opinions about Cruella. Remakes so. versus origin stories. It, I feel like it is two different categories. Yes. But according to the tomato meter and the Rotten Tomato People. section, yep. uh, it's considered to be... Uh, a remake. Okay. What what rounds out the top five? All right. Uh, so Jungle Book is number one. The the 2016 John Favreau Jungle Book okay. is the number one. 94 percent 
Rotten Tomatoes. That makes sense. Pete's Dragon, also from 2016. Oh, I took you to see that. Directed by David ago. Lowry, has an 88% Rotten Tomatoes. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. Now, now we should also preface this by saying <laughs> rot these Rotten Tomato scores are almost unheard of. It's virtually unheard of to get like such high scores sure. on Rotten Tomatoes. Cinderella, 2015, had 83%, directed okay. by Kenneth Branagh. Um, Rudyard Kipling's Jungle Book from 1994 has 80%. And Cruella, from 2021 has 75%. Okay. Let okay. me see if any of the ones I was going to say. You, go oh, ahead. No, it's okay. You didn't mention Beauty and the Beast. I did mention oh, Beauty and the Beast. All right. Well, that was way down. Oh, okay. How, uh, about, how about Mulan? Mulan is like number six. Number six. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was actually a pretty good remake. It I, was, thought. I thought it was really good. I thought good. it was good. I don't know. What about some... like Disenchanted? That's not a remake. Mm. That's an original story. Yeah. Disenchanted is an original story. So it, is Enchanted, I'm assuming. Enchanted is an, is an original story. Yes. Um, but good good movies, though. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the the new Peter Pan and Wendy is up there, too. So, okay. Yeah. So, all, all right. right. So, interesting list. Um, I disagree a little bit, but okay. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. That's the beauty of movies. They are subjective. Somebody could see something and have a completely different opinion as the person sitting next to them. It just depends on your perspective, your own life experiences, what you get out of a movie or a TV show. And that's also the beauty of art. For sure. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what movies or TV shows we are um, watching or recommending this week. I'm very excited about this because mm -hmm. I've been watching the Smartless yeah. on the Road docuseries. Smartless is a very popular podcast hosted by three unknowns. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean... Why was I going to say McFarlane? Cones. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I've just forgotten, Sean. You don't remember either? I'm going blind. <gasps> we're terrible. That is terrible. We're pop culture and we're terrible. Uh, the guy from Will and Grace. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I'm totally having a brain fart. Uh, you guys. Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. That's oh, it. Lord. That's uh, it. Okay, clearly mama needs more coffee. All right. So Smartless is a very popular podcast hosted by uh, a couple of unknowns. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. Yes. Gee, I wonder how they got a podcast. Yeah. Hmm. wonder how it became the number How'd one podcast. How'd they get the podcast. filming to do the documentary? Mm, um, I don't know. Either way. Um, money to do the documentary. Either way, that being said, yes, they're famous, but it's also an incredibly entertaining podcast to listen to. And it it kind of lends itself to a wonderful docu-series where they went on the road last year, early last year, yep. and filmed themselves doing their podcast live in front of an audience at various um, cities around the U.S. Ten cities, I believe. Smartless, um, on the road. And it's really fun to watch these guys who have been friends for such a long time um, dig at each other. Oh, a lot. Um, yeah. Like they, they make fun of each other. They all tease the time. each other. Oh, I thought you meant like dig in like, their crevices. <laughs> no, they in their don't. crevices. In their what? crevasses. No. No, they tease each other all the time. Yeah, they tease each other, and it, they order the craziest food, uh, which is a very. Funny. A lot of the show is about food. Actually, it's about the, <laughs> them eating food and making fun of each other for how they eat food and what they're eating for food. It's just <laughs> I wonder what they're not showing us. That's what I would oh, know. Man. What has been edited out? 
but it's basically three very famous Hollywood actors, Chan, um, who are have started a podcast together, and it's their funny interactions as friends and um, throughout their tour that they did for their live show. I recommend it if even if you don't really listen to their podcast, I recommend it because it's just fun to see that Hollywood people, you know, big famous stars interact with each other in somewhat real settings. I mean, granted, they're staying in very fam- sure. fancy suites, riding a service, private jet, riding a flying a yeah. private jet, yeah. you know, that sort of. So it's not super relatable. But they also make fun of each other for doing that kind of stuff too. So right. they they know who they are. Yes, you know, and they're they're aware. Yes. but they also are unapologetic about it. It's that self awareness that I find <clears throat> um, entertaining too. Jerry Seinfeld is like that too, where he's like, "I'm very rich." Yes, <laughs> and he makes yeah. no apologies for it, like at yep. all. So highly recommend that. It's also on Max um, if you guys want to watch Smartless. It's, you know, that that podcast was off my radar. I didn't know anything about it until I started watching that with you. And uh, yeah. it is hilarious. It is the number one it's podcast so in funny. the world. They are huge. So funny. Huge. Um, okay. All right, Chan, what are you recommending we watch? And I haven't seen this in a long time, but I sort of remember it. I, I hope I'm saying it right. Coop and Cammy. Okay. Let's ask the world. Coop and Cammy ask the world. <laughs> yes. So what's about it's about these two teenagers, brother and sister, start like this huge webcast that like everyone likes and they and they have become like superficial famous and stuff. And they have an older sister I think. Yeah, an older sister that never wants to be on their show and a mom and their principal is their stepdad because the mom has told them that she's now dating the principal. And they're like, oh, heck nah. <laughs> heck nah. Heck no. Yeah, you know what I mean. All right, yeah. cool. Well, it sounds like and, and it, it, Where can you find that? Uh, you can find it on Disney Plus because that's where I watched it. Okay. So I don't really know if it's on Netflix or I something. I think it's like on that. Disney Plus. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is on Disney Plus. Okay, cool. All right, Daddy, what are you watching? You know, my nerd is coming back to me. I'm revisiting the show Star Trek Prodigy, which uh, debuted in 2019, actually. And we actually went to a premiere of that. You and I did. It was a daytime premiere mm-hmm. of the first two episodes of the show way back when. And it was really good. And started watching it back in the day, lost track of it for a while, and I'm revisiting it right now because I read they're coming out with season two. So hold on, you said Star Trek, you said it came out in 2019. 2019. I don't think that's right. Okay. It premiered uh, in 2021. Oh, really? Because I interviewed... I thought it came out in 2019. No, because I interviewed the directors for the press junket, and it was during COVID because I had to do a virtual You're talking the cartoon, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the animated series. Oh, okay. Maybe I had it wrong. Yeah, because I had to interview the directors um, virtually because it was all during COVID. Why was I thinking 2019? Because we went to that premiere, which was before COVID, though. Nope, it sure wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, (laughs) it's a a show that takes place in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, brain fart. Yeah. It takes place in the Star Trek universe. It's about a bunch of kids who are refugees, and they steal a, 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 a starship, and they have adventures across the universe and stuff like that. I won't go into details, but it's really good. I, I like watching it. You watched a couple episodes with me. I did. Did you like it? Mm, not bad. Not bad? Pretty what, good. Yeah. I'm not really usually into like spacey alien stuff, but this one is actually kind of good. I recommend it to your kids. Okay, good. I recommend it to my kids too. <laughs> what are you talking about? You are into spacey alien. That's what Endgame is all about. Okay. There is oh, don't get her on Endgame. Oh, don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's literally what Endgame is about. Spacey alien. It's different. Stuff. It is it's different. different. Okay, it's different. It's very different. Okay, settle yourself. 
All right. So, yes. And also Kate Mulgrew is in it. We Kate Mulgrew reprises her role as Janeway from Voyager. And I've read that they're going to reprise other Voyager characters, too. And that's where my inner geek comes out. I'm like, ooh, Voyager reunion. And uh, plus it's animated, too. And I love animated shows. So Awesome. Star Trek Prodigy, currently on Paramount+. Plus. Okay, cool. And what are we talking about this week in Brooker Beats? Brooker Beats this week is, of course, I cannot have Brooker Beats without mentioning the new Foo Fighters album, which drops June 2nd. Uh, so when this show airs, it'll have dro- it'll have already dropped. But This show airs this Wednesday. What are you talking about? Yeah, June 2nd. No, this comes out on Wednesday, the 31st of May. But today's the 30th. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yes, you're right. Oh, okay, my God. Sorry. <laughs> What have we talked about dating the podcast? Calendars. Oh um, comes out June 2nd. And, um, You're killing the, me. I'm going to be editing this for days. The name of the album is But Here We Are. It's the Foo's 11th studio album, and more importantly, it's the first album since the untimely death of Taylor Hawkins, their drummer. Um, he passed away suddenly uh, last year, and they kind of took a hiatus for a while and came back and put this album out. Dave Grohl actually played all the drums on the album, as well as doing all the vocals. And this is his first drumming credit that he's had on a Foo Fighters album since 2005. And a couple singles have already dropped from the album, and if you listen to them, it's very Foo. It's, it's, it's just straight rock and roll with some beautiful harmonies, uh, great melodies, and it's just, it's just great rock and roll music. And it's fantastic to listen to, and I'm really looking forward to it. I am such a fan of Dave Grohl. I just Everyone feel like is. He just seems like a very cool guy to be around and like someone who's very talented and has a lot of, um, is very normal. He is. I mean, we, we've, know, seen him like at, we've seen him like at farmer's markets out here mm-hmm. in L.A. with his kids, you know, just kind of walking around and stuff like that. He's just a normal guy who happens to have a rock star job. Uh, Same. Exactly. Don't we all? <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, he's cool. Everyone likes Dave Grohl, and the Foo Fighters always sound good, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think Dave Grohl should come on our podcast, don't we think, guys? Yes. Dave Grohl should come on our podcast. Is that possible? Maybe. Do you have his phone number? I do not. Do you have his email? Also, no. Then how are you going to get him on our podcast? This is the problem that we face. We know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who might might know know a guy. Yeah. Who might know Dave? Who, if you could have anybody on our show, who would you love to have on our show as a guest? Like, who would be someone cool that you would like to have on our show? Awkward silence. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you like? I don't know. You don't know? No. There's no one that you're like, wow. I, I don't know. I really don't. I can't think of any celebrity or something. What if the lead singer of Imagine Dragons was on the podcast? Oh, goodness. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Woo-hoo. You did not just say, oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wouldn't be there on that day. <laughs> you wouldn't come? No, I would just watch it at home. You would just pass out with, no. with yeah. excitement. You're blushing right now. Oh, I my know. gosh. That's so cute. Oh, my gosh. I like Imagine Dragons. I really do. I know you do. Okay, so there you go. You were able to think of someone. Well, Dad kind of did. I'll see what I can do. Oh, goodness. I'll see what I can do. All right. And in the interest of, um, you know, this show, we are all about being honest with you guys and and having sharing these sort of unfiltered moments with you um, as a family. We feel like we want to tell you something that sort of happened in our family recently. Mm -hmm. And... um, that is, do you want to say it or do you? Want yeah, to? you know, it's 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 been a little bit of a tough week uh, for us this last week. My my mother, uh, Chan's grandma, uh, passed away this last week uh, after a long illness. 
Um, and yeah, it, it, she was, uh, well, she was my mom. Yeah, she was your mom. <laughs> and so, you know, we we uh, didn't want to just casually move along like nothing happened. No, we want to address it. For yeah, sure. we want to address it, but also ask you guys to keep us in your thoughts and prayers this week. And, and I wanted to thank everyone out there who has reached out already. We have had people reach out to us and uh, give us their prayers and wish us the best and uh, and uh, give us that kind of support that's needed, at, you know, in times like this. So Absolutely. it's very, very much appreciated. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for doing that. And um, as always, we're so grateful for everybody who listens to the show, um, who has downloaded the show, subscribed it, even shared it with friends. We see every comment, um, every email and and message that comes through. And we're so grateful to be able to do this and share this with you. And um, thanks for coming along for the ride, you guys. So um, we'll see you next week. Bye.